Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of L2M Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here today with Karen Golitis, who is currently the Senior Director for Integrated Marketing at Sun Microsystems. Karen has a wealth of experience, and today she's responsible for global events, production of all marketing materials and collateral, and the strategy and production of all multimedia. She's also had responsibility for the development of Sun's go-to-market programs across all product business groups. Uh, In the years since she's joined Sun, she's had numerous positions, including account manager of global ISVs, managing a corporate marketing communications group, worldwide field marketing programs, outbound marketing, and also being the director of marketing and media communications. And prior to joining Sun, Karen was with Children's Hospital, Dana-Farber Institute, and then Hewlett-Packard. So she has a wealth of experience. And Karen, it's wonderful to have you with us. Well, thank you, Linda. Great. So first of all, tell us what you mean by integrated marketing. Well, we sort of look at integrated marketing as kind of a strategic way to actually architect and execute all of your go-to-market programs and campaigns. And the key here is really trying to have compelling messages that will actually drive demand for your products. And it doesn't really matter whether the products are or the campaign is online or offline, but the key thing here is to create consistency across everything that you're doing and create create consistency across all your customer audiences and your target markets. So, you know, you kind of take a look at how complex everybody's businesses are these days and you're trying to look for a way to be a little bit more efficient, be a little bit more cost-effective, and what we at Sun have found is that if you take an integrated approach uh, in how you're going to engage your customers through any kind of sales cycle, that by being consistent and on target with these messages and with your content, that you'll be a whole lot more successful at the end. Great. That's important. So tell me, what do you really see as, as the benefit and, and value of integrated marketing? You're going to be more successful, but beyond that, can you explain that a little bit for us? Sure. So as I just mentioned, you know, the key, I, I think of three different things as sort of big benefits or big buckets of benefits, if you will. Um, I think of the consistent messaging, and the key here is to make sure that in all of your marketing vehicles, throughout everything that you're doing uh, with regard to the marketing programs and campaigns, that you are on target and you're very focused and you've got these consistent you know, set of messages and content. And it, it's at every point we are actually touching the customer. So if you're running an ad, um, if you're actually placing an article in a, in a magazine, if you are at uh, a a trade show, if you're producing collateral, that you should, in fact, be consistent and have a certain set of messages that you are broadcasting out there to the customer at at every turn. So every time they hear it, they hear the same thing over and over again. And I think something that we've all learned, whether it's in our business life or, or personal life, is that it takes a certain amount of times for a message to kind of grab you or for you to kind of get into that message and what that company is trying to tell you. And so if you've got disparate messages kind of floating out there and not being consistent, it's going to take you a lot longer to get that customer. 
to get your message across than if you have consistency with messaging. I think the other thing has to do with savings, um, which kind of turns into a little bit better return on investment. And that the fact of the matter is kind of look at this as being more cost-effective because you've integrated and you've taken this integrated approach. What you can do is look at the, as the whole versus the parts. Uh. And kind of what you do is you say, gee, if we have a, a set of products, and we go out and do, we have four products, and we go out and we do separate ads for each of those products. And they have to get placed in all the different media, and creative needs to be done, and so on and so forth. Chances are the cost of those four ads is going to be a whole lot more expensive than if you did a product family ad, and you had consistent messaging in that product family ad, the same as you do across all the other marketing vehicles. And I'm not saying that a product family ad is the answer to everybody's problem, but I'm just trying to use that as an example to say four ads versus one ad, you're going to lose a little bit out there because those four ads are going to give you different messages and they're going to be talking about different things or very specific things versus one product family ad. So I think in the end what you'll find is that you may spend less money and that because you've had consistency across the board, you'll actually have a better return on investment. Mm. And then the third thing that I think about is every year everybody sort of starts planning for the next fiscal year. And as you're doing that, if you really look at one marketing plan or one integrated marketing plan, what you'll do is you'll start to build that integration into the DNA of all of your go-to-market campaigns or all of your demand generation campaigns. And it will provide a little bit more simplification in your process. Mm -hmm. Instead of having uh, all of the marketing groups have separate plans and they're not connected, you'll now have a whole lot more collaboration. You'll have a whole lot more people working together as virtual teams and your planning process will be simplified. At least that's the experiences that we've had at Sun. Right. Huh. <clears throat> that's great. So tell us, with all your experience that you've done here, uh, you must know what are kind of the rules to help us or guidelines to help us build an effective go-to-market campaign? Well, I think of this as twofold. I think of one is you need to have the infrastructure, kind of the support, if you will, internally to really follow an integrated approach, and then you need to sort of put some sort of campaign life cycle in place, too, so that you know when to begin and when to end a campaign. So the first thing I'll do is just sort of mention about the internal support that you need. Obviously, organizationally, you need people to back you. You need all your stakers to have bought into the fact that they really will collaborate, and the importance of collaboration is key in trying to build any kind of integrated campaigns or demand generation programs. At the same time, you need to make sure that people really truly understand what they're accountable for, what are, the, what are their responsibilities, um, who's going to provide the content for that campaign, who's going to provide the uh, produce the marketing deliverables, who's going to provide the seminars, or who's going to execute on the plan. And you need to really be very, very clear as to who does what so you don't have any ambiguity that gets built into the process. The next thing you need to do is obviously really make sure that you're understanding the corporate goals, understanding what the objectives are from a marketing perspective. Right. If you're trying to increase revenue on a particular product by a certain percentage, great, wonderful. But how is that going to translate into this integrated you know, 
uh, plan or into this go-to-market program. So you have to make sure that you clearly document the objectives, that things are measurable. The worst thing that could happen is that you're halfway down, you know, the process and you realize that you're building something that can't be measured. Right. Because <laughs> then, well, you can't you can't tell anybody how successful you were, right? Um, and then the other thing is what I always found was the whole channel-ready, partner-ready piece, which is if, if it's real important to your organization and you work with partners and they are, you know, an addition to your direct sales force, you need to work though that whole channel ready, partner ready piece in up at the front end. Mm-hmm. And you need to communicate <clears throat> excuse me, you need to communicate with those partners and let them know what it is that you're trying to do. And then also as part of the whole beginning of the process, really understand your audience, really understand who your target is and your target market. But the key here is how does your audience receive content? Audiences receive content differently um, depending on who you are, and I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and then finally, it's just sort of you know starting, planning, executing, and that's what brings you to sort of the whole life cycle of the campaign from the beginning when you actually strategize and mm-hmm. you say that here's we're going to define this campaign and we're going to determine what the campaign is all about what are what are what are all the pieces to the campaign what's the marketing mix to the campaign um i also kind of add in here the idea or the notion of priming the pump a little bit right. what i mean by that is that you want to communicate internally and you want to let all your stakeholders know what you're doing if you do it in a big in, you know in a, in a in a closed room and nobody knows what's coming until it's actually there you're not going to get a whole lot of support for it so basically, if you've got a field sales organization or a field marketing organization or you've got other people in your company that are going to, you're going to need some help. Maybe you need help on the execution or the implementation side. Go communicate to them. Tell them what the campaign is that you're developing. Tell them the timeline, the timing of it. When is it going to be available? What do you expect from them? And then as you go through the rest of the life cycle, it's basically developing the materials and then executing, implementing, and then evaluating, really understanding that when you decide what metrics to use and you are announcing or launching this campaign, don't think at the end of a month or whatever, if you've got, for example, if you have a six-month sales cycle, at the end of the first month, you really can't start measuring all that much. Um, you can start measuring, measuring some individual pieces, like how many times did somebody come to my website or landing page, and what did they do? Did they download a paper? Did they do something? But if you're trying to grab those metrics around um, how much revenue or how much potential revenue is in the sales pipeline, well, you've got a six-month sales cycle, so you better give this campaign some time. Um, you better give it time to be out there, to be seen by customers, before you start really determining whether it's been successful or not. That's really important because we see people who are such, uh, you know, just so excited about going out and proving they've done something, they start measuring everything in sight. Exactly, and they get yeah. discouraged, and then three months in, they may decide, we're going to end a life this campaign because it's not turning the results we want. But what you've forgotten is that it takes a good six months because of your sales cycle anyway, so you might as well wait the six months, maybe even longer, and then you can really start to measure and, and do some analysis. Right, that sounds good. So let's talk a little bit more about measuring. Um, you know, and, and I, I guess first of all, 
Um, we've talked about building the campaign, um, but let's talk about, before we measure it, how do you know what you selected, the right mix of marketing elements? Yeah, and this is where I always talk about you need to have the experts in the room. You need to you need to have the ad people or, or someone from advertising, someone from PR, someone from, you know, multimedia, so on and so forth. Just think about all the all the different functions you have in marketing. But they need to be part of your virtual team and they need to understand what it is your goal and objectives are. What are you trying to do? You're trying to increase revenue on a software product or or on a hardware product or you're trying to sell more soap. I don't care what it is you're trying to do, but they need to understand that. And they need to understand who your customer is, who your target market is, because again, everybody receives information differently. For example, if you're a developer, you may in fact prefer to have a lot of interaction with other developers. The idea being that I'm spending a lot of my time coding, um, testing applications, developing applications, and I want to understand, oh, this new version of software, has someone else tried it? What are the issues? So on and so forth. So if you try to hit the developer with a lot of really high-level marketing messages, they don't care. They, they don't care about it. They, what they want to do is they want to talk to other developers or they want to see how something works. Same thing if you go to the other end of the spectrum and you think about your audience might be at a CXO level. Well, you know, you're not going to get them to go online and chat about something. What you're going to do is you're probably going to hit them with some online ads or in-print mm-hmm. ads or maybe even a direct mail or maybe an offer to go to a, an executive breakfast or something like that. So that's when you need to have your virtual team working together, the people that are the experts of these different um, marketing you know, tools, if you will, and kind of look in their tool bag and say, okay, for this audience, it would be best to do an email blast. And then we direct the audience to a web page. And then from that web page, we also need to have a white paper or collateral or something for them to download. Or we need customer references on that website or maybe a customer reference video so that the CXO audience can see that other people have done the exact same thing that they probably need to do. So again, you need to have, you need to take a look at all that is available to you in marketing, whether it's broadcast, digital media, online, social media, advertising, direct mail, you know, seminars, in-person events, whatever it is, and that's where you start to build your campaign, and that's how you determine how you're going to bring a customer from point A to point B to point C, and how many times are you going to interact with that customer. Maybe you basically want the customer to go check out a landing page or a website, and then they get there, and you want them to download something, and they download a web, a white paper or a piece of collateral. But then you want them to come back, and you want them to review a video or so on and so forth. So, And eventually you might want them to show up at a seminar because then you have them in person. You can actually make contact with them. You can have a sales rep there, so on and so forth. But you need to understand how people receive information in order to put the right marketing mix in place. Got it. That makes sense. So think about how – what's interesting, too, about what you're saying, it's think about how they want to receive the information, not how you want to communicate to them. Exactly. Too often I think what happens is we get stuck in our work and we get very focused on all the messages and all the content we're trying to get out to the marketplace and we just want to tell everything to everybody. And what we f- forget is it's not about us telling, it's about the customer hearing. 
and customers, depending on the type of customer they are, and uh, they receive information differently. You receive information different than I receive information. Right. Even in our personal lives, we do. Yeah, absolutely. And it's putting yourself in, in really in your customer or your, your audience's shoes and understanding what they're looking for. So, so, Karen, what are some of the key metrics that you have for measuring the success or the return on investment of an integrated marketing campaign? This is where it really gets hard because I think um, there's a lot of companies that do a really good job with figuring out what type of campaign they need to put in place and who they need to you know, um, target. And producing the deliverables, is that's, that's easy too. But then they get to the metrics part, and it's very difficult. I think what you need to do is you need to actually look at the data from a, another holistic approach, which is the campaign as a whole. You've got all these different pieces, so you can actually determine how many times someone came to a landing page, but what did they do? How many times did somebody click on a video, but how long did they stay? Mm-hmm. And in the video, maybe they only lasted on the video for 20 seconds, but maybe it's 30 seconds in that you start talking about an um, an offer or a promotion or some other call to action. Now, you can't just count how many times someone clicked on the video because that's worthless. What you need to do is you need to understand how long they stayed on the video, how long did they watch the video, or how long did they listen to the audio recording, or, you know, did they download the white paper, but then what did they do? Did they walk away and you never heard from them before? Are they a unique visitor to the landing page of the website? Or are they someone that constantly comes back, but they don't do much on it, and obviously they're trying to find information and they can't. Um, so there's many different ways to capture metrics, and I can't say the exact type of metrics everybody should use because I don't know what their campaigns look like and I don't know what, what their marketing mix is. But they do need to, to think about these things and the fact that you're looking for unique visitors, but you're looking for visitors also that come back and that you can lead them through the process and maybe get them to actually take some sort of actionable you know, thing at the end. You also Important. need to look at how do you convert them from somebody that's just looking at a website or looking at a video to actually doing something. And... Um, you have to stick with the campaign. As we talked about earlier, if it takes six months for the sales cycle, in those first six months you can be capturing a lot of data on all the pieces, but until you get to a, a certain point or maybe six months out with the campaign, that's when you can start to evaluate how many leads has this campaign really uh, transacted for me. Uh, is there any resulting, you know, revenue that's in the pipeline right now? And and so you've got to be really careful as you start to put these metrics together that people aren't assuming that something is a failure or something is a success before you really get to the point where you can, in fact, do the evaluation, do the analysis. So, I mean, I basically say you have to look at the whole and you have to look at the pieces, but don't try to do too much too quickly especially if the campaign has not really gone through its full um, life cycle of its own. That's important to know. Great. So, Karen, can you tell me, uh, I think Sun has done some interesting things with technology around integrated marketing and go-to-market campaigns, haven't you? Um, we, we, well, we have in the sense that we've 
I believe we have state-of-the-art um, multimedia organization, and we've been using multimedia in all of our, or I shouldn't say all, but in most of our go-to-market campaigns for a few years now. And we've done a really good job in being able to collect um, very interesting metrics from all of these uh, from all these multimedia projects. And when I talk about multimedia, it's yeah, it could be video, it could be audio, it could be interactive demos where we actually take a big server or a big storage uh, product and we kind of pull them apart and put them back together again and kind of show everybody what the box looks like so that you don't have to go to a trade show and, and, and look at that server or look at that you know storage product. What you can do is just get online and you can see it. And um, we've done some really innovative things with this whole interactive approach and we've done an awful lot with capturing a lot of metrics around multimedia and really being able to strategize back with the content providers. And when I talk about content providers, I'm actually talking about maybe the product managers mm -hmm. and saying to them, you know, this type of video is working really well. This is the type of video we're getting the, the best measurable results on. Um, maybe talking head videos where you've got one person just sitting in front of the video or that's not really um, showing very much success. And so let's not put a, a VP on camera that way, but let's have a VP interact with this interactive demo instead. Um, or let's do something a little bit more interesting. So we've been doing things like that where we have been able to take our measurable results for some of what we've been producing and go back into the business units, go back into the product organizations and help strategize with them on the front end of developing the campaigns. And that's what's been really key is that it's, a, it's kind of a closed loop thing. Great. That's wonderful. That's incredible. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. We've been talking with, uh, with Karen Delitis. Karen is the Senior Director for Integrated Marketing at Sun Microsystems. And it's been a pleasure to have you here, Karen. Thank you. It was uh, very nice to be here. Okay, thank you. This is Linda Popke, and until next time, um, we'll see you again on the next episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. Keep going out and doing those exciting marketing things. Talk to you soon. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by L2M Associates. If you'd like to find out how you can improve the return on your investment in marketing programs, processes, or people, contact us at www.l2massociates.com.